0: This is Coach Bill Self. You're listening to The Golf Underground on ESPN Radio.
1: Thanks for joining The Golf Underground. Now, The Golf Underground is made possible by Mariner Wealth, helping you navigate your financial future. Star Companies, KC, experience a more energy-efficient and comfortable home with Star's Insulation Services. Cowell Insurance, providing brokerage and risk management services for over 25 years. Sano Orthopedics, Care plans backed by research and clinical results, tailored perfectly to individual's needs. By The Flats KC, Kansas City's coolest apartment experience. Check them out at theflatskc.com. Sheridan's Unforked, eating good and feeling good. Lewisburg Ford, nobody sells more F-150s than Lewisburg Ford. And Celebrity Greens, put a custom PGA caliber putting green in your backyard for the ultimate golf experience now on
0: to the program ESPN Kansas City presents Golf Underground powered by Mariner Wealth Advisors helping you navigate your
1: financial future hey welcome to Golf Underground ESPN radio here back in the stable George I'm back we're sharing a mic today and Wardo uh, Wardo. hey listen We've been together in a few weeks. We haven't been together since the uh, the big masters extravaganza. What was your take on, um, on what I thought was the most boring masters I've ever seen,
2: George? Are you kidding me? The most boring masters it's you've horrible. ever seen? Horrible. You're talking this year? This year. <laughs> M- Matsuyama? You don't even know what the guy's name?
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> the
2: Japanese guy, the Asian guy. I, I, was the I guy. loved it. I loved it. I wanted Jordan's Spieth to win so bad because I think that would culminate all those years of struggling but I really wanted uh, the Matsuyama to win because what a big deal that is for the people over in Japan.
3: I think it's going to obviously change the game. Clearly, the, uh, the foreigners have crushed it on the ladies' tour, and obviously uh, the game's grown like crazy over there, so hopefully um, the game will continue
0: to did grow. Did think it was boring?
3: Did you think it was a boring? Uh, I don't think Masters? it was boring. I just wanted well, did more. Did
2: you think it was boring?
0: I actually thought the last three holes were very boring, George. I'm, I'm with you, but 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 what what I'm tr- I'm trying to think here. Who who was runner up? Exactly. Uh. Uh. uh <laughs> the, the 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 young kid that oh. Zach Zalatoris. Oh yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. So he had a chance. That was. I, a good I mean, story. He, he had a chance. What was it? Sixteen. Was this? Was it the par three yeah. that he?
1: No. Sh- uh, yeah. Shopley Sh- had it too. Shopley,
0: Shopley had a shot. Okay, but I'm mm-hmm. trying to think. So so it was those three basically, and Jordan was like in fourth or fifth. Coming down the stretch, but but it had a chance to be a great finish and it wasn't. That's what I remember.
1: Yeah, but how about uh, Zalatori's? Zala about oh yeah, he's Thirty two pounds. He's like your thigh, girly. I mean, <laughs> with a, like you, you know, it's like a thigh and, and girly with yeah. a right with a, with a nice golf swing. Yeah, in your pocket. All right, well good. Hey, well, it's good to be back with my two boys. So hey, we got a great program today. We've got um, Mr. Bill Self. Straight across from me, give a big round of applause for Bill Self and uh, yeah, big round of applause. And of course, um, um, his sidekick Greg Gurley, who pretty much follows him wherever he goes, and uh, for free. Moves. I had no idea he'd be here. Go- <laughs> really? I mean, this was a chance meetup. Was yeah, this like he, he lunch on up. us? Yeah, yeah. The one- <laughs> I mean, shot in the dark here. I can't believe it. <laughs> it's like speed dating here on a on a Tuesday. Well, listen. So, so uh, Coach Self, thanks for joining us. You
0: bet. Happy this, to be here.
1: This is a big honor. And of course, I, I mentioned before we went on air that um, I married a. uh, Missouri Tiger, Mm -hmm. and now I have a a Missouri Golden Girl. Now, you know, I am a Kansas fan, but I've been torn uh, lately. So I'm hoping today you might fix it. So when
0: you, I mean, when you say you've been torn lately, I thought you told me that your wife was a Golden Girl as well.
1: Well, listen, but before I met her, I became a big uh, Kansas Jayhawk fan. So so as a man of integrity, you can't just give up what you like for a woman. I mean, should you? (laughs) What would be your coaching on that?
0: (laughs) I I think that uh, it's obvious that you run your household. That's what I'm talking about. You can Coach. do anything you want to do. That's can't what you? I'm saying. You just need to call home and see if you want to do it <laughs> before you do it. But.
1: All right. Listen, what an honor. All right. So, so, so um, obviously the, this town is littered with, with KU fans and, um, uh, Hall of Fame coach. Pretty cool. Take us back a little bit, back to the old days. You come up from a coaching family. Your dad uh, was a girls basketball coach. That's where this whole thing wow, started. You,
0: you have done some homework. Uh,
3: I've never seen him prep in my life, but this, this must be a big interview really for So
0: my, my father, was a, a, he graduated from a high school of six, and he's a proud to say he was a salutatorian out of that six. He said they flipped for it because everybody had the same grades, <laughs> but he, he, he went to Northeastern in Oklahoma, and at age 23... He became a head coach and superintendent of schools at a small school there. And uh, uh, so he was a girls coach there and a boys coach starting out, but really was a better girls coach and won a state championship and, and had an all-decade player, all Oklahoma, all-decade girl. And so they kicked everybody's butt, at, you know, at that level. And, and then he coached for about four years and got out and, and went into school supplies, if I'm not mistaken, and then, uh, uh, then became a superintendent of schools, and then went to the Oklahoma High School Activities Association. So, I was raised by a coach that coached a total of four years. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, it was yeah, it was it was good though. He he did understand ball though. He he did understand
2: ball. What is a salutatorium? Uh, I, th- I think I think a salute is that second p- place behind a valedictorian.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and George, I'm not sure where you finished in your respective high well, school class. I'll tell, you, I'll
2: tell you a funny story. My <laughs> wife went to collegiate in Wichita. Uh-huh. And I think she had 11 people graduate in her class. This back uh-huh. then. It was a pretty small school. And I asked her if she was valedictorian. And she said, No. And I said, You mean you weren't? The smartest out of eleven. I graduated in Southern California, a class of eight hundred people. Uh-huh. I guarantee you, I was smarter than eleven
0: people. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah,
2: I guarantee it. Yeah, I was smarter yeah, than yeah. eleven. And your wife can't even maybe make that eleven. Game.
0: Yeah, <laughs> but 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 yeah, a, a class of six though, and and uh, and to have the. The uh, break a tie deal to be a coin flip. I think that, that I'm sure that went on all his uh, resumes. <laughs> all before. right. So
1: um, you obviously weren't coached by your dad growing up, were
0: you? Only in the driveway. Only in the driveway. Only in the driveway.
1: Okay. And so um, someone coached you enough to become uh, Oklahoma High School Player of the Year. And, and the only guy I can think of in this room who matches that is, uh, is Greg Gurley. And as I was prepping for this show and mildly praying on it, <laughs> I, I imagined both of you playing like shirts and skins on a one-on-one tournament. Maybe they're in Allen Fieldhouse. Um, yeah, um, yeah. Who would who would win a a one-on-one <laughs> basketball game between
0: you and Greg Early, sir? Uh, Greg would win. Greg would win I you know i well I mean i did, I, I just feel like at, at my quickness I don't think I can handle two hundred ninety pounds in in the paint i i don't I don't think so so greg, hey 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 I'll be honest with you I recruited greg when he was in high school and i I did a in- home visit in his house uh uh with coach Eddie Sutton, and we probably in all honesty we probably finished a distant second would that be true I would distance. We, we 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 were yeah, you can talk into oh, the microphone, sorry. and 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 so we 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 we, we finished second, and of course, and, and then Roy came in and gave his pitch, and and
2: uh, he was a better salesman.
0: Well, yeah, yeah. I, well, he should have been a better salesman. He, he was forty minutes down the road, and and I was twenty three years old. You should tell the listening audience when you were Oklahoma high school player there, who'd you beat out? Well, I mean, there was a. Many many outstanding uh, 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 young lads there, but I was a year older. But 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 there was there was a a, a guy named Price maybe Mark Price, a guy named uh, Tiz, Wayman Tisdale. You know there were some guys like that. So,
2: so back then it was like your dad was the only one that got to vote.
0: Well, other family members <laughs> did did as well. But, Wayman but,
2: Tisdale, you were
0: you. Yeah, now yeah. Tis-, yeah, Tis was a, he was a nice player. Yeah, he was he was a nice player. So, what was your strength in high school? Were you a shooter? Uh, I mean George, I mean that'd be like me asking, what was your strength in high school as a third baseman? I mean, you uh, did it all.
2: History class? Yeah, you, you did it. You did it. You did calculus, it <laughs> history.
0: <laughs> uh, I, I, I would I would say I was kind of a, a point guard that could score a little oh, yeah? bit. Yeah,
2: yeah. Oh, so you were how big in high school?
0: Uh, I, I was a late bloomer, but I finished up about six three.
2: And wait, what, what was about, your weight? About a buck eighty. About a buck eighty. Uh-huh. Yeah, about a buck So you 80. were quick.
0: No, I was never quick. I, no. I, I, I was, I was always slow. But you were uh, smart. Well, I would, yeah, I, th- I thought so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and uh, was was a good shooter, and and uh, had a chance to go to Oklahoma State. But I wouldn't highly recruit it. I mean, I would never recruit me uh, now, ever. And and uh, but I had a chance to go to Oklahoma State, and teams weren't great, so we had a pretty we we got a chance to play a little bit.
1: All right. So, did you know you were going to coach?
0: No, I, I actually got my degree in business to make sure I wouldn't coach, because I didn't think that there was any collegiate path. I thought it was just a high school path, and so, and that's not knocking any high school coaches, but I, I just, I mean, my dad was in education, my mom was a school teacher, and I said I want to do something different. So uh, uh, I got my degree in business, so I wouldn't. That would force me not to go down that path. And then I had a chance to, to work Larry's camp going into my senior year. And that was back when it was illegal to work your own camps. Like I couldn't work Oklahoma state camp and the KU players couldn't work KU's camp. And so we would, we would always go to other camps and work those. And, and, uh, I work camp here and, you know, I've, it's a, it's a old story, but it's actually a pretty good one. I, I hurt my knee while working camp playing with playing at night. And, uh, I got to know coach a little bit and, and, The last day of camp, I went up and thanked him for the opportunity to work camp. And I love it up here. And he said, hey, Bill, hey, sorry about your leg. If there's anything I can ever do for you, just ask. And opportunity knocks. I said, Coach, there is one thing. And he said, name it. And I said, you can hire me to be your graduate assistant next year. He said, you're hired. Wow. So I knew going into my senior year that I was going to be a GA at Kansas. So that's that's the only reason I got into coaching, and gotcha. it just 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 happened to hit it just right.
1: Yeah. So so along the way, I mean, because you've had a, a ton of stops along the way, and I guess what in, is most inter- interesting to me is as this thing started. So a lot of times you don't know where you're going to end up. Now you, you you get dropped in, let's say Oral Roberts, right? Mm-hmm. Really bad team at the time, right? I don't know, it we, well, and it was five. Well, it was it was two or
0: something. It was it was uh five and twenty two, uh, the team that we took over when it was. NAIA. So it was NAIA making the transition to division one. And so they had a couple of real guys, even though they were five and 22, they had a, a, Greg may remember this guy, and that guy named Ray Thompson that transferred from uh, Iowa. That was a good big 10 player. They had a couple of good guys. And, and uh, uh, we were just awful. They were just awful. And so we took over after those guys all left in the first year of division one. And we, we proceeded to lose 18 in a row. So we sucked. And and uh, I started two kids that were walk-ons. One of them I met in the subway shop across the street. So, so true story. Really? Yeah.
1: So what do you do as a coach when you go into an organization like that? And you got to think everyone's mentality is a little freaked out, right? We suck. I, I mean, they, it, it, so how do you come in – and deliver a you know at least a culture or presentation that says no you're you don't suck you're pretty damn good without lying to them, right? Well, How do you do
0: that? Well, Oral Roberts was a little different last back then because that was a uh, that was back when there's a lot of controversy involved with the City of Faith Hospital and, and George will remember that with uh, the Beek uh, um, the cancer treatment center they built and it just totally you know. It, it, ran them out of all money. I mean, the, uh, the university was broke. We didn't have postage that we could actually mail letters to recruits. Uh, we didn't know if we were going to get checks from month to month. And, and uh, when they hired me, I didn't know any of this stuff. And uh, they told me that we wanted to get started on the right foot. We don't want to bicker about salaries. So we're going to pay you 60. And that was something that I was proud of and happy, yeah, right. happy of. And they gave Cindy and, and myself a, a house on campus That we thought it was going to be okay. And, uh, you know, uh, the previous person lived there had two bird dogs in and out, you know, it it was, it was a, it was a joke, but, uh, but it was, Hey, it was rent-free and uh, gave me 60 and I got a chance to have day camps. And so, you know, we could get it up to 75, maybe. And and I was we were rolling in the chips then. I'm serious. So we were rolling. We were rolling. And and uh, so even though we were awful, um, it was still about as much fun as I've ever had, though. Really? Yeah. Building it was great. We had we had a kid. The kid I met in Subway end up starting for us all four years, every single game. He's the best leader I've ever had. He pastors a huge church down in, down in uh, uh, Dallas now. I had another kid that was led there. Uh, because his brother went to school there, but it was strictly from a a, a ministry standpoint, and he was my sixth man all four years. And then our leading scorer went to school at a place called Victory Christian, which is a big church right there in town that's affiliated with Oral Roberts. He was led there, and he comes, and he averages 18 a game as a freshman. And so we started getting good real quick. But the way we recruited wasn't the way you recruit now. Uh, We recruited by going to... uh, I went to... uh, uh, several revivals with Chancellor or Richard Roberts and I would speak to the pastors in the congregation after praise and worship or whatever oh and, and, and ask them, hey, if you have any tall guys in your congregation that are athletes. And and, and you think I'm joking, that's yeah. how we recruited. Like and, Hoosiers. and and, and uh, we end up uh we end up getting lucky on a couple of kids and come to find out we that team that lost eighteen in a row won thirty one versus last thirty eight. And beat Oklahoma State, beat Arkansas, beat Tulsa, yeah. So we got we got pretty good.
1: Well, there's no way you could have thought in three years you would have been going to the the NCAs, right? I mean that that's a pretty
0: yeah, yeah. That, that that was a uh, and we were independent, so we didn't even have a conference affiliation. So so yeah, it, it was it was an uphill battle. But you see what ORU did this year, and, it, and it's actually pretty prideful because I got on a text thread with all my old guys, and you know those guys actually started that thing. So that that was pretty cool to see how well they did this year.
1: Boy, that's really cool. Yeah. That, that's awesome. What what um, Before we go to commercial break, so, so just, just as we stay on this, so did that give you confidence as a, as a coach? Like, holy crap, I'm able to, in a pretty short period of time, take a bunch of kids out of a church group and, and turn them into something. Did you get a little like, holy crap, I'm pretty good at this?
0: No, I, I, I actually thought I was really good at it, like we all do at age 25 <laughs> yeah, or right. 27, and I was 30 at the time, until I got there. And then I realized just how inept I was because you, no matter how good you think you are, if you don't have guys, you can't win. And then I realized right then players win and, and coaches enhance that a little bit. Uh, so uh, we started getting some better players. And, but when we left there, I, I did feel like, uh, and I'm sure everybody's felt like this, Wardo, uh, I know you have. But when, when you leave there, you feel like that uh, the only thing that will stop me is myself you know you you have enough confidence saying you know if i don't play well it's going to be on me cuz i felt like that that we had done enough stuff that that uh uh just give me a chance and i think we're going to be okay so i i i was pretty confident after leaving there
1: hmm. so so just w- one more thought on that right so, so there's always a little doubt especially when you're 30 sure. years old yeah I had a lot even, of doubt. even with success. But, but what was, what was this doubt? Was this doubt that you, you didn't know the X and O's or were too young to understand really how to motivate people? Did you think maybe you got a little lucky? Like what, why were you not confident that, that you could take this somewhere else?
0: I, I actually thought that, uh, um, uh, that I knew a lot more than I did and I was humbled immediately. Uh, And I realized, I didn't realize then, the more you know about sport, the more you realize you don't know. And after I kind of gathered that, that was kind of humbling, thinking, you know, I've got this figured out. We can do this. We can do that. You know, the only three coaches I ever worked with were Larry Brown, Hall of Famer, Eddie Sutton, Hall of Famer, and Leonard Hamilton, who could be in the Hall of Fame someday. So those are my only three mentors. So I learned from the best, and I, I, I probably thought I knew a little bit more, a lot more than what I actually did. And until I got humbled and knocked down, I don't think i, I, I don't think I really started to grow as a coach. Yeah.
1: Yeah. that's awesome, Wardo. Should we yeah, take a short commercial break? Because when we come back, Wardo, I know you've got big plans today. We're gonna ditch the old emergency
3: nine questions. We're gonna go boxing one on Bill. A
1: boxing one. Mm-hmm. What is a box and one?
0: Well, By the way, is it a, it's a box in one? glorified zone.
1: Or is it a box and one, coach? Is it a box in one or a box and one? Box and one.
0: And. It's it's a...
1: I was and. just checking because in the notes it said in and I was a little confused. <laughs> well, I was, the was writing the and, notes quick on the prep. It was really good. Hey, listen. <laughs> we're with Bill Self. Greg Gurley's just sitting over there. This is the most quiet he's ever been, for Christ's sakes. It's kind of nice. The fact that you didn't know how to put the mic to your mouth is a little upsetting to me. <laughs> All right. All right. Hey, come on back, Bill Self. Golf Underground, ESPN Radio.
0: Cowell Insurance Services is your leading program administrator for workers' compensation. They're dedicated to meeting the unique challenges of the insurance industry and assisting employers in reducing their costs. CIS has provided insurance claim and loss control services to various industries, including trucking, construction, retail convenience stores, and healthcare, as well as public entities for over 30 years. They work with both retail agents and industry clients, or a combination of the two. If you're tired of fighting the rising costs of premiums and claims, give Cowell Insurance Services a call. Their dedicated staff is ready to find you the best insurance option at the most competitive price. They can help to define or enhance your safety program in order to move you in the right direction in reducing your claim and premium costs. Contact Cowell Insurance Services today, 816-214-4070.
1: Hey, Brian Sullivan here, and I've got a tip for you. You've got to head to Unforked. It's an amazing restaurant. What I like about these guys is they promise to buy and support seasonal, local ingredients first. And I love the fact that they source from smaller, family, GAP certified or organic farms, prime going regions, artisan producers. All I'm getting at is, if you like fresh stuff, UnForked is the place to be. And like they say it, fork or no fork, you can be sure you're getting the highest quality, socially responsible ingredients possible. And not to mention, it's delicious. So, whether you're out south or downtown, stop by Unforked for a delicious and healthy meal. Sheridan's Unforked, honest, clean food.
2: Looking for KC's best and coolest apartment experience? We have it and it's called the Flats KC. The Flats KC is committed to providing an exemplary living experience by offering the best in class residential communities in the most sought after neighborhoods in Kansas City. With a focus on meticulous restoration and renovations of vintage properties, we aim to take the beauty of vintage and seamlessly unite it with modern touches. If you love urban living and are in the market for a freshly renovated apartment, the Flats Kansas City has options to fit every price range. Check us out at theflatskc.com or give us a call today at 816-454-3118.
1: Hey, Brian Sullivan of Golf Underground with my favorite orthopedic surgeon, Dr. Kevin Witte from Sano Orthopedics. Hey, Doc, golf season's over. My back is killing me. I know it's football season, so you get a lot of kids coming in, blown ACLs, all sorts of body parts with problems. And then, of course, those baseball players. I know you fix a lot of elbows. Why is Sano Orthopedics the absolute best sports medicine orthopedic group in Kansas City? Well, if you want to see the guys in town have had the best orthopedic fellowship training in sports medicine, including training with Dr. James Andrews and Dr. Larry Lemack, come see us. Uh, we individualize patients' uh, plans to get them back to that activity and that sport that they love, and we actually care and listen to our patients and follow up with them make sure that they're
2: getting the results they need.
1: Okay, and so the three things that separate you. Number one, best training. Number two, you specialize in getting people on that field. Number three, you're actually listen. Where can I learn more because you got me all in and I don't really want to get fixed, but it's time. At sonoorthopedics.com, 816-525-2840.
2: Hi, this is George Brett, Hall of Fame baseball player, and I've been playing golf for over 35 years. Hitting the ball far was never my problem, but the closer I got to the greens, that's when my problems began. When I wanted a golf practice area in my backyard, I called Celebrity Greens. They are the industry leader in custom-built synthetic golf greens. These championship-caliber, low-maintenance greens roll great, react like real bent grass, and hold chip shots that check and spin. I absolutely love mine, not only in Kansas City, but also in Arizona. Call the pros at Celebrity Greens at one 507 7960 or visit them online at CelebrityGreens.com. Practice like the pros or people like me that want to be pros right in your own backyard. Rebound Kansas, Daryl Arthur. The Jayhawks are going to win it. Down to five seconds.
1: Jayhawks win it in overtime. 75-68. to Golf Underground ESPN Radio having a great day here to my right. We got the uh, Hall of Famer George Brett to his immediate right, Kansas Hall of Famer Greg Gurley. <laughs> Straight across from me is Hall of Famer Bill Self, and there's Charlie, Sully, and Wardo. <laughs> 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 all right, so listen, hey, before the, uh, the break, we were talking to Coach, uh, about, uh, to Coach about some of his um, early days back as the, an old Oklahoma boy and his early coaching days at Oral Roberts. Really cool stuff there, um, you know, because obviously all, most, most questions asked of you are all about Kansas and your recruiting and blah, 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 and that's all fine and good, but, you know, it's always interesting to see how do people get to this, this level, and it, it's, it's where they started, right? And that's kind of cool.
0: Yeah, I was lucky because I started at the top. You know, I started at Larry, and and uh, we were thirty five and four my GA year. Never ranked lower than fourth that year, and we had a guy named Manning. So yeah. I'm thinking, this is this isn't that hard. I mean, God, anybody yeah, can right. do this. And and then we go to Oklahoma State, and uh, the next my, my next year at Oklahoma State, we were eight and twenty, and our best player was a walk on. So I, I've been all over the gamut. I mean, it's it's been it's been a, it's been really good obviously of late but it wasn't always that way was danny's dad a pretty good coach he's great ed was great uh we all called him razor uh uh everybody loved him players loved him he had everyone's respect and you know uh uh i thought it was uh i thought they had a very unique relationship in that uh ed let larry coach danny uh and didn't ever say anything to the point a hey, you don't understand my son or you're too hard on him or anything like that. Because I don't know if you know this, but, but Larry was a monster to play for times. I mean, he was hard. And so, and that's one reason why he's so good is that he was so demanding, but, but Ed let him coach him and everybody loved Ed.
3: All right. So let's kick it over to the old box and one. one. Normally we go emergency (laughs) nine, but we're going to go with the box and one. Obviously as of late, we've struggled with the zone um, especially in the tournament, um, so we're gonna give <laughs> we're gonna give Bill the old we're gonna give Bill the old box in one here. All right, are you ready, God, Coach Self? I'm glad I came
0: over to this. Too. No, are he, you ready, Coach Self? Yeah, let's, is this a time right. limit on this or nope. anything? If, so you can, a, if you had if you had
3: to pick one, what would it be? The 2008 national championship or the 15 conference titles? Uh, uh
0: 2008, hands down. 2008 changed lives. 15 conference, uh, uh. uh was a was a, a, a something a family effort that that a lot of people took pride in and was a part of, but that doesn't change lives. Oh eight changed lives, really good.
3: On a more serious note, if Greg Gurley was tossed into the Irish Sea, would he sink or float?
0: <laughs> uh, you know that's something I've been thinking about a, a lot. Uh, uh, I I uh, we'd hope he's. Sank, but I, I would think he'd float. I would think he'd float. <laughs> he is pretty buoyant. Okay, Kevin,
2: I got one. Okay. Who was happier the day you signed your lifetime contract, you or Greg Gurley? Uh,
0: uh, uh,
2: because I heard Greg Gurley was looking at homes in Mission Hills that day.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh. Uh. I, I, you know, I was I was pretty happy, uh, but but you know, Greg, Greg and I have a great working relationship, uh, and, and I, I do think that his 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 worth as a as a color analyst, I, I think, kind of goes hand in hand with with uh, with our success there at Ku. So Gurley may have been happier than me. I love it.
3: All right, so sitting here with two hall of famers, right? The will to win. You know, obviously, it's the preparation is what what most people don't get, right? And all the prep that goes into this. Bring the listener in on some stuff behind the scenes in terms of prep for games. You, you and your staff's hours spent on it, and something the casual fan may not know.
0: Well, so if if we're prepping for uh, um, Baylor, let's say, and uh, we would have probably. My, my assistant that, that's working the game and his video guy working with him probably will have watched probably 10 games of them. Uh, the tape will be broken down in a way that I can study it where I can maximize my time, uh, but I'll probably watch five or six games of them. Uh, I'm more interested in watching their offense than their defense more times than not. Uh, because most of our scouting probably goes into how to stop somebody as opposed to strictly on how to score on somebody even though they both deserve time. Uh, We'll probably get uh, send the players probably um, two different uh, edit tapes just on personnel on who they could potentially guard and tendencies and written out and all that stuff. Then we'll send them team stuff that they'll do and what they'll want to run. We'll have a minimum of two walkthroughs on exactly what we think they'll do and how to attack it. We'll guard their stuff a minimum of twice in practice live, and we'll have uh, two scouting reports and three three film sessions with the group together before we play a game. Unreal. yeah. So, it, it, you know, it, it's probably – I don't know with George, but I'm sure when George played, uh, every pitcher – New, was different but but every e- even the pitcher that's throwing to you or throwing to everybody in the lineup they know that on a 2-0 count this is what you're looking for or this this and that and and so how much prep work has to go into that and that's got to be the staff I would assume helping everybody with that and so with with you did you study the pitchers yourself or do you re- rely on coaches to tell you stuff about. Well, pitches.
2: we didn't have video back then when mm-hmm. I played. Nowadays, they'll have a report that comes in, and it'll say this guy throws anywhere between ninety, let's say eighty-nine and ninety-four mile an hour fastball. And he throws forty-two percent uh, four seamers, eighteen uh, percent two seamers. He throws a slider. 16% he'll throw a change up 12% and maybe that adds up to 100 I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> back then we didn't have Calculous that. Calculus, calculus. is that's not your, <laughs> s- yeah. that's well, not your I, subject I, now. I wasn't keeping track of I what I was saying. I see how there was
0: 11. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> but, but back back when I played they didn't have that stuff. Yeah, yeah. I mean basically what I would do is I'd take batting practice every day 3 o'clock on the road 4 o'clock at home because you only get 20 swings in batting practice and if you don't have it in those 20 swings you're going into the game going uh oh I'm trouble so I wanted to make sure that I was I I had my swing everything felt good and then when the game started you watched the pitcher you kind of knew what he would I knew what he would throw me you know he's not going to throw me maybe a 2-0 fastball down the middle if it's Burt Blylevin with Hal McCray on deck because Hal's not going to hit his breaking ball in situations they didn't care if they walked me but um, but I I, I just tried to and 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 I'm sure you find this in some players when I was the hitting coach in 2013, for those two months, I kept telling them I would introduce myself to the players every day. Hi, I'm George Brett. Who are you? you Mike Moustakis? Be the best player Mike Moustakis can be. Don't try to do things you can't do. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, guys have a tough time doing that right now. You see guys that don't hit home runs trying to hit home runs. You see guys, you know, just swinging too hard all the time, striking out too much. And they don't play their game. Uh, Nicky Lopez, in my opinion, should just be a slash guy. Our little shortstop filling in for Monday should be a slash guy. Just hit the ball over, be a gnat, just drive people crazy. And I think sometimes he gets pull happy, tries to pull too much. And and I think when you get guys, if, if you have five guys on your team, correct me if I'm wrong, that know what they can do and play to the best to, of their ability and don't try to do more than they can do, you got
0: a pretty good team, usually. Yeah, I mean, you got to have good players, but the thing that we struggle with at your level, you're at the highest level. We're not at the highest level. And so the guys think they have to do things they can't do to impress people at the highest level. Because
2: so, those guys at the highest level is where they want to go. Because that's
0: where they want to they go. They want to
2: go and say they, they try to do more than they can do And it ends so they'll be a higher draft pick and make more
0: money. Like, like, like we tell the guys all the time, like I learned this. I had a sports psychologist come talk to me one time. And, you know, you say, you know, if you're talking to a team, do you say, hey – Okay, we got we we can't turn it over now, you know. Yeah. We can, well, all you did was enforce turnover, right? now we got to take care. That's of It's like ball. golf.
2: Don't hit it in the water. Yeah, yeah. I got, oh, okay. I can't hit it in the water. Okay. Can't hit it in the yeah. water. Yeah. What do you do? Hit it right in the water. To, you know
0: what? Don't hit Charlie. Yeah. I want to hit this. I want to hit this left center as opposed to you yeah, know don't hit it in the water. Uh, uh, so so, but 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 with that being said, the guys, it's hard to tell a kid that has aspirations to be a pro, saying you know what right now the best way you can help our team is to shoot uncontested threes and be a ball mover. So all you did was just cut him at the core Mm -hmm. saying this guy didn't think I can play. Well, the reality is guys that can do those things really well, that's being a part of a team that's being able to play. And, and here's something else. And it probably happens at at, at your level too, but the guys that we coach in college aren't going to, you know, Joel Embiid's different. Wiggs is different, you know, uh, but even Marcus and Marquise aren't different, uh, they're, they're not going to be the best players on their franchise. Mm-hmm. They've got to be able to make those best players better. That's, that, it's more important for your best players to play great than it is your average players to play great. And, and so the role that they have in college at times, being a ball mover, uh, 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 only taking open shots, you know, being able to guard the other like, – like, for instance, if, if, if I'm a really good teammate – I want to be able to take out the other team's best player, so our leading scorer doesn't have to wear his ass out guarding him all the time, so he's got more energy on offense. And if guys don't understand that, they're not going to be pros either, right? Because that's the same role they're going to have at pros; it's just a little bit scaled down, just a little bit more. So, but that is one of the things that I'm. It's very difficult for me to tell a kid, uh, uh, not for me to tell a kid this, but for him to understand. Hey, you know what? The best way for you to play right now, and and I know you want to play, is. Hey, just shoot open shots, rebound, defend, take care of the basketball, and move that ball because the defense can't catch up.
2: And it's hard for these kids in college because they were all the best player on their high school team, and none of them played that way in high school. No, they were all they were. They were all a the star. They were all the star. They you know they, they were, just they, went out there and they, they scored were they all the were the points. franchise. Player. Now all of a sudden they go to college and they're not the best player on their mm-hmm. team. Yeah, and they're going. Wait a second, I'm not
0: used to this. But when you when you when you had like the team we had in 08, for instance. Leading scorer averaged thirteen. Six guys basically averaged double figures. The best, the the best, the best player on that team, hands down, was Sharon Collins. He didn't start. early. You know, when you talk about pure talent at that time, mm-hmm. he didn't start. And you know, th- those those guys sacrificed that gave us a chance to have a great team. But it's, I, th- I think, the more we go and 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 uh, the longer we go, the exposure, the money, all the things that go along with this. It's harder to convince a guy of those things than it was 20 years ago or 15 years
1: ago. Coach, how do you take one of those elite players who, according to the game plan, you want them to get the ball, um, how do you keep them humble enough to know that it isn't all about them?
0: Well, I I don't think we've really struggled with that one. Uh, I think coaching at Kansas makes it easier. Uh, So much history, so much tradition, ex-players holding players accountable. I think there's things about our job that the culture is so much better just because of the history that exists there. Like if you're, if you're doing that at a place that's 3-10 and 10 in league every year going into February, how do you keep their attention for the rest of the year? And, and George has been on teams like that. I mean, hey, they say September are the dog days or August, you're out of contention. How hard is it to keep their you – know, It's tough. Yeah, it's it's so, really so, tough. So, so we're spoiled. We know, we, we know historically we're going to be in the game. So to speak, and so that makes it easier that that you have better teams in February than a lot of the teams you're playing in conference because they know they're no longer in the game. The NCAA, the the, the conference tournaments I've done, I, I think have done a ton of good. Everybody knocks the conference tournaments, uh, but they've done a ton of good because it gives everybody hope. It gives everybody a reason to keep competing and not tanking, so to speak. But 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 the 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 thing that that uh. Uh, from my standpoint, as far as keeping the best players motivated, you know my deal is is uh, I'll call them out, but I also let them all know that if you don't do what I ask you to do, if you don't guard, if you don't rebound, if you don't compete, and you want to shoot all the balls on the other end, you're the most selfish human being on the planet. Really? And and so so uh, guys don't like hearing that, and they certainly don't like hearing it from their peers in the locker room every day because they'll let them have it. the The, the thing about it is It's so important to win that really deep down at the core, they care more about winning than they do their buddy. And so it's not that hard for guys to call each other out like you think it would be. So I spent
2: a lot of time in Arizona this year, and I didn't realize watching the final game, Gonzaga and Baylor, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that you guys beat Baylor.
0: Yeah, we beat
2: them. What was the difference between the first time you played them and the second time? Because you beat them in Baylor, didn't you? No, no, we beat them at home. Oh, you beat them at home. The first
0: time we played them, George, oh. We didn't play poorly. Uh, they controlled the game from start to finish. We cut it to five twice late. And we probably played them about as well as anybody had played them up until that point, even though they were better than us. There's no question. Mm-hmm. The The second time we played them, they came off COVID. But it was Marcus Garrett. There, there was one guy the second time we played them. Jared Butler got 30 the first time. Not on Marcus, but he got 30. This time, Jared Butler gets five or six, and he doesn't scratch against Marcus. And it was senior day, and it was just a different Marcus Garrett that day. That'd be real candid with you. So they were coming off COVID. We hit it just right. So the combination of that. Yeah, because I watched them we were in championship
2: game. We were pretty dominating. And they were a pro team in that final game against Gonzaga. The, 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 the,
0: they, they were unbelievable. The, the, they, they Baylor, to me, wasn't one of the best teams that college basketball has seen in recent time. The Villanova team in 18, to me, was superior. There was some other. The, the Kentucky team in 2012 with Anthony Davis was superior. But there wasn't anybody that played better than Baylor did in that particular game.
2: Right. It they was were unbelievable.
0: fantastic. They were fantastic. And that game
2: UCLA played against Gonzaga was incredible, too.
0: And I, I also think that that took something out of Gonzaga.
2: Right. Because I, I was thinking that when they got kind of uh, Gonzaga got off to that slow start, I'm going, "Oh my God! I bet UCLA just wore them out."
0: People don't understand this because
2: they didn't have a close game all year, did they, Gonzaga? Uh,
0: I think I think one team played them to eight. We played them to twelve, and, and I think one team played them to eight. What's that? Yeah, yeah, but but they they were better. Than us. They controlled the game, but but still, we played them okay. Uh, but people don't understand this and it may not have been as bad this year cuz obviously toward those point early we didn't go far enough to know how, how it would really be <laughs> but when you play that first game okay and that first game runs a little over and Baylor's able to be back at the hotel by 9:30 or 10 when you play that second game and it tips at, it tips at 10 well it tips at 10 eastern time at least and that game went overtime and all that energy, and you got to give the media an hour and a half after the game, and you actually have your post-game dinner at 2.30 or 3 in the morning, and then the day starts early the next day, it is, uh, it's draining. It's draining. And to me, Gonzaga, I thought Gonzaga had a better team four out of seven days, but, but to me, Baylor had everything going for them that night. Right. Everything. Yeah, they were good.
1: Hey, uh, final question before commercial break. What was it like playing in a uh, Hinkle Fieldhouse? Did you, was that like throwback?
0: uh it i i think hekel field field house was i guess it was nice uh, uh uh when it got to be about eighteen to six with about ten minutes left i didn't i didn't think it was you special it. at all <laughs> yeah I, I i i didn't think it was special at place. all but but in all honesty greg it's cool it's pretty cool. yeah it's cool I, it's it's not allen probably but it's Close. It would be. It would be as close as any place that I've been. Is that to.
2: the one that Hoosiers? Was yes. To? Yeah. yeah.
0: But now, they totally renovated now, so it's got a little bit more of a modernized look, uh, air conditioned, some things like that, which we need to do in Allen Fieldhouse eventually, but uh, or hopefully soon. But uh, it it was really cool, but it's still not Allen. Yeah.
1: Still not. Well, Allen. To watching the game, I was like Dennis Hopper, uh, the, uh, drunk You're father, the drunk. You were the drunk on yeah. the couch, absolutely cocked, yeah. Uh, yeah. wondering what the hell's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So. Wish it went better. Hey, listen, we're with Bill Self, Greg Gurley, of course, our boy George Wardo, and Charlie Hill. You're on the Golf Underground ESPN Radio. Hey, Brian Sullivan, Golf Underground, with a little tip for you. If you're looking to buy a new Ford, you have to check out my buddy, Jason Gudenkoff at Lewisburg Ford. They've been saving Midwest Ford buyers thousands of bucks for over 40 years because they do business the right way. They sell everything. Check this out for $50 over invoice. That's simple and cheap. And they win a lot of awards. In fact, they won Ford's President's Award 17 times. That's the top Ford Award. And they only give it to dealers with superior customer satisfaction in sales and service. So they know how to take care of customers better than anybody. Now, what these guys know how to do also, keep this in mind, sell trucks. Lewisburg Ford has sold more F-150s than any other Ford dealership in greater Kansas City. That's two years running. And last year, they were the number one f-150 sales leader in the entire state of kansas so no hassle 50 dollars over invoice pricing unparalleled customer satisfaction and a huge selection that's a perfect recipe for selling trucks so check out all their inventory and prices online at lewisburgford.com or give them a call at 816-444-2300
3: new golf clubs a big screen tv to watch the us open Or maybe even a new golf cart that I've got my eye on.
0: No matter how you choose to spend the savings, if you're looking to put a dent in your monthly heating and cooling bills, the answer may be right over your head. If your attic isn't insulated properly, you're missing out on a prime opportunity to cut costs. Call the certified energy experts at Star Companies, Inc., 816-353-2160 for a free estimate to learn how they can help you save money. 816-353-2160 or visit starcompanieskc.com.
3: Do you have retirement dreams about perfecting your swing and spending your time on the green? Or maybe you have a bucket list of golf courses you'd like to travel to. Whatever your financial goals are, Mariner Wealth Advisors is your advocate. We take the same care in understanding where you stand today as we do in understanding where you want to be in the future. Then we help you set a personalized plan to help you achieve your long-term vision. Contact Mariner Wealth Advisors today to start your financial planning journey. Visit MarinerWealthAdvisors.com to find a location near you.
2: Mariner Wealth Advisors, otherwise known as MWA, is an SEC registered investment advisor. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. For additional information about MWA, including fees and services, please contact MWA or refer to the disclosures on our website. Please read the disclosure statement carefully before you invest or send money. This advertisement should not be considered investment advice or a recommendation to buy or sell securities.
0: My game.
1: Welcome back to the Golf Underground on ESPN Radio. The most boring Masters, 2021. Greg Gurley, how close is your voice to Jim dances when you're? Um. Awesome. <laughs> um so would um, would your boy Haney tee it up like this? Greg, how do you think that first half went? <laughs> and does he sound a little bit like the guy on um, Ferris Bueller Day Off? Um, you know his uh, his counterpart? Uh, cam. Cam. He's yeah. got a little bit of the
2: Cam little voice, cam and then you him.
1: pop in, you're a bit like Ferris Bueller, aren't you? That's,
2: that's a pretty good comparison. Yeah, it's not bad. I like that. Not bad.
1: Huh? He's good. Listen, I will tell you, and Coach, you, you, you'll, you'll back us up on this. It's been pretty it. cool um, seeing Mr. Jayhawk here. You know, several years back when you and I became buddies, you know, you were selling t shirts every freaking college around the NCA, and you landed your freaking awesome dream job. And I will tell you, you're 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 awesome at that job.
2: Well, it, thank you. It is your I, dream job, but I you're I doubt good at Bill it. Bill will agree, but no, it's too great I have two great jobs. Get to fundraise, broadcast games, interview him a hundred times a year, which he's super happy about.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, listen. When you're not interviewing him, you, you two like to uh, occasionally go on a uh, private jet to some fancy golf course, and and so there has been some pictures out there of you um you, you fellas enjoying yourselves. So so uh, would you like to start and tell us about your favorite men's golf trip with Greg Gurley, uh,
0: or without Greg Gurley? Yeah. I bet there's been there's been a few. <laughs> Actually, he's been on a couple of them. I, you know, it's hard to beat Scotland and Ireland. Uh, uh, Australia wasn't bad. Uh, Cabo, Bandon Dunes, uh, Pine Valley. But uh, but I, I would say, in, in my world, Whisper Rock, yeah. In my world, though, Pine Valley is the best of the best. Yeah. Oh, am I going? Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Cheer yeah. up, George. Oh, Cheer up. up. I'm
2: going Monday. Monday. Oh. oh. I'm well, not staying in the house, though.
0: Well, not everybody can stay in the house. I've right. stayed you, there you, once. Yeah, well, yeah, how long? How many times we stayed there, Greg? Ten, seven, 7, sometimes. So
2: it's perfect, right by the driving range. Home on the range, home yeah, on the range. That's the best. So,
0: so uh, it's nice to know the right friends,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know. So all the right, well Pi- the Pine, Va- Pine Valley to me, uh, I don't know what others feel. I haven't played Seminole. I played Cypress, played Pebble. Uh, those are great, but to me, Pine Valley is still the best. Southern Hills is a great track, uh, uh, but I don't know. There's Anything like Pine Valley?
1: What's your handicap at right now?
0: Right now, it's it's high, but I can probably get it down to index around a eight and a half. Okay, so I'm I'm not very good. So
1: I mean, you and I probably have a nice five dollar Nassau, you know? Yeah, because I'm freaking coming at you, coach. Yeah, that's right. Okay, you know what I'm saying?
0: We can do that, but it's against the rules to uh, gamble. On, uh, to, it's against the rules to gamble on sports uh, sponsored by the NCAA. That's and, good, good and, and, and to be honest, right now I'm not in a position to really, to, to really mess with those particular rules at this time. So,
3: All right, so back to the box in one. Got some more to throw at you. if you had to um, pick a starting lineup of five college coaches all time, who are they?
0: Uh, John Wooden, Mike Krzyzewski, Bob Knight. Uh, you can include yourself if no, you're stumped. No, no, no. That's an, that's an elite, elite group. Uh, uh, Roy Williams would have to be considered for that. Uh, I would definitely put Dean Smith in there. Uh who would be who i would probably put dean in there before i would put dean in there before roy but roy could be right there too but I, i'm just trying to think who else would be in that group
1: that's a pretty good group
3: that's pretty a good, good group all, all right so guy. so you, you go um five guys that you want to go have a pop with
0: college <laughs> college coaches oh college coaches i there's five there's, there's, there's five right
3: here <laughs> pretty good uh, right but uh, your uh, hurry
0: I would say for sure, hugs. Yeah. Hugs, hu- hu- hugs would be one. Uh, uh, um, I think Jay Wright's a really good good dude. Uh, hang with hang with Jay. Uh, I actually like Beheim a lot. I think he'd be fun. Of course, you wouldn't have a pop. You'd be drinking the nicest, Arnold Palmer. You know, no, you'd be drinking wine. I mean, he, wine. So he's a it's he's like a, George. he's a wine connoisseur. Uh, who else would be a guy that I uh, enjoy having a a pop or two with. I like Beard. Beard's a fun dude. Uh, before he got out of coaching, Pat Knight was the best. Yeah, you know, Coach Knight's son. He 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 was he was the most fun guy to hang with of of all of them. Uh, that's that that that's a pretty good start right there. But Hugs would be the captain of that team. And I think there's a lot of people in our sport that would agree with me Why? on that one, because more people have drank with hugs <laughs> than, than, than than anybody else, than <laughs> without question. Uh, 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 you know, the thing about hug uh, and and I, I think you guys would agree with this, hugs was so good for K State. Yes. Uh, uh, And it was great for our league. It was great for K-State. He had a personality bigger than life. It brought credibility, instant credibility uh, to the league in so many ways. And so – you know, I, I, when I look at Hugs and what he's done at, at West Virginia, and even Cincinnati, I mean Cincinnati wasn't Cincinnati before. Mm-hmm. I mean, they had great success back with Oscar way back when. But what, how he owned that place, uh, uh, he's a unique guy, and he's a guy's guy, and he's and and what you see is what you get. So everybody, everybody, I think would like hanging with Hugs.
1: Hey, one one question on that, uh, Wardo, uh, Coach. So, uh, there's not one coaching style, right? He, as you're talking yeah. about hugs, right? I mean, he's his own cartoon character in a positive way, right? I mean, he, he's he's larger than life. But on the other end of the spectrum, you've got the Coach K's, the more mild manners, mm-hmm. and 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 you know, when I'm not doing this, you know, I work with these companies and company leaders, and there's no one template or one style, and you don't coach everyone the same. But but, uh, give me your take on how does a hugs or a Bobby Knight? We're on the level 10 of enthusiasm off the charts. And then there's more mild Tony Dungy type coaching. Why do both work?
0: Well, I I think regardless of what you see on the surface, I think both work because they literally care about their players. Uh, The players trust them and uh, respect them and believe in them. And, uh, you know, I I think there is a point in time. And, and you guys know that, George, you've been through – there's a point in time, I'm sure, with a manager where that team actually looks at him a little differently because of a decision he made or something that happened that totally spun something. I know there's been times with my teams or, or in my career that something has happened in a game and the players just have a different feel the next day uh, of how they – like I nothing said, you just had a different feel with a play you ran in, in in a on out of bounds, side out of bounds with four seconds left. You had to get a good look, and there was just a different confidence level. I think all the all the best ones have that with their players. I think I think you can have an average coach that the players buy into. that can tell them something very average to do, and it looked like a million bucks because everybody believed in it and executed it.
3: Well, and that's the thing relating that to golf. You know, one thing Woodland says about uh, Butch Harmon is he's saying the same thing that the other instructors saying, but the way Butch spits it out just has more merit. And yeah. Gary, he Gary says Butch gets guys to believe in themselves.
0: Well, I'm sure that's true, and he's also got a pretty good track record, right? A pedigree that 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 is what he's what he's told people in the past. It's been proven it works, right? So,
3: all right, so where is uh, high school basketball across the state of Kansas. Obviously, we've had a guy or two here or there, a great Gurley, come on and, and ride the pine for several years. Yeah. Now we've got two guys starting uh, for for the Jayhawks. Talk through what what has changed in Kansas in terms of, of the game and kind of some of the hoopers that come out.
0: I think that uh, this is the best Kansas basketball has been since I've been. In Lawrence, without question. There's there's three guys in our, in our in our state right now that can play for anybody in the country. Uh, uh, and I don't think we've had that very often. You know, when, when Brandon was here, obviously he was different. Wayne Simeon was different. Uh, but there hasn't been very many. I mean, the, the, the Travis Relifers, the Brady Morningstars are good, really good players that are blend guys. They can make a team better because of their particular skill set, but not be the guy. And and I think for a first time in a in a while we've got some of the guys, uh, and, and uh, Perry Ellis was a was a was a you know four time player of the year, you know we're fortunate enough to get P. But but uh, it, it's it's gotten better AAU basketball in this area is off the charts. People don't realize hey when you when you look at the best AAU programs in the country, hey maybe the best team on the Nike circuit year in and year out hails from right here in Kansas City. The Under Armour team right here is is as good as any Under Armour team in the country. I mean, it's been proven year in and year out. And and granted, they may go to St. Louis or go to Oklahoma or whatever to steal a guy every now and then, which is which is totally fine, but it's because ball's gotten better in this state.
1: Hey, when you when you've got to make that sales call, because that's what it is, right? It's a sales call and you, you know you're competing against friends of yours. Um, not too many friends. Not too many friends. No, things. there's not that many yeah, you'll friends. You'll have a beer with it, but yeah, you're competing. Well, even, I so. struggled
0: getting to five. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but how do you, do, do you have sort of a template? I mean, you know, is it like a sales call? Okay, you're doing your prep and then, you know, you got to make them feel nice and you're asking certain questions or, or are you just kind of being you?
0: I think it's more uh, being me, but I we need to get better at it. Uh, we haven't recruited. We haven't recruited as well here of late as we were before. We were we were we went through fifteen years. We were we were on a roll. I mean we 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 had a um, we we got unbelievable guys, and even the guys that weren't the highly recruited guys, they turned out to be the our best guys. You know, uh, you know, we've had some obstacles here in the last couple of years. That's probably kept us from recruiting at the level. We'll get that back, but we just got to go through some stuff to get there. But but. Uh, uh, I was talking to my staff today. We did a Zoom call this morning, and I thought it went great. They thought it went great. But it was just us talking and selling. I mean, you know, how do we do a presentation better? And, and I'm sure that's kind of what your point is. We need to always try to better ourselves. And so do, do we do PowerPoint presentation? We do things that kind of goes against who we are. But still yet, I, I think there needs to be a balance and a blend on that as well. I tell you, Norm could get me to go to KU. Norm's good. Makes a great first. He's got to be good. Yeah, he. No, Norm's great. Norman KT. They're, I mean, going to awesome. football
2: games and, and sitting in your box and Norm's there. And didn't one time he run out on the field with the players? He he has He's done just that. So enthusiastic.
0: Yeah, in at his age, I mean, that's that's yeah. really How old good. is he? Norm's probably fifty-five, something yeah. like that. Well, that's not no, Norm, no, nor, yeah, I, well, I, I said that for your own yeah. benefit. <laughs> hey, hey, but but I no, you're going to say hey, he's hey, like sixty. Hey, hey. Uh, uh, but 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 Norm is great. He's great, and he knows less about football. Than anybody, but, he, you know, but the, he thinks he does. It's hilarious yeah, to watch. The Jayhawks, the Jay-Hawks watch.
2: are losing thirty-five to three, and and it's third and three, and you don't get a first down. And he's going, "Oh my god, god. god why did he run that play? <laughs> oh my god!" Yeah, it, it, he,
0: he's he's good. He's good at second guessing. Oh my god, with, without question. I love being he, around he, that guy. I, I tell you what, he he he'll get he'll get superstitious too, and he'll go fumble ruski, and start hoping things to happen during the game. <laughs> and I actually think he can. He believes he can impact the game in that way from time to time you know Jankovic was also uh tim was also a, a big football guy and he says the helmets just can't figure it out i mean he's convinced that the helmets just can't figure out we should always play two quarterbacks one's got to be able to run and one's got to be able to punt and and, and 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 you can't guard us if we if we if we're able to put that put put that in play i mean he thought that was really how the way the game should move going forward and and uh but uh, I don't think we haven't hired
2: a football coach there yet. Have we, we haven't. No,
0: I think Travis is getting close. I saw Travis today. Uh, talked to him for a bit, and he was, you know, he's always excited. He's got personality. He's got energy. He's sharp and young, and, and uh, I think everybody's excited about him. But he he he's on top of this. He's he's pretty excited about. What's I got to
2: throw on. in a name. I got to do it. Do it. June Jones. Yeah, June Jones. He went to Hawaii. Took him to the Cotton Bowl or Sugar Bowl. He goes to SMU. Takes him to a bowl. Offensive-minded coach. Oh my! And he's a good friend, and he loves golf. Well, okay, (laughs) he loves golf. There's reason right
0: there, but. Did, didn't June take the Falcons to? Didn't they go deep in the playoffs with the, with him? When, as when a, he was the head coach, yeah. Of that's the Falcons. what I'm saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so, and he loves
2: golf. He lives in Hawaii. I'm sure he'd buy a little bungalow here and go back to Hawaii, spend a little
0: time. That's probably a criteria. Is is uh, you got to live? The, you yeah, you live may here. have to live within <laughs> a 60 mile radius if, if yeah. you're going to take the job here. But he might take a vacation to <laughs> he, Hawaii. He could yeah, he could do he that. Could take a
2: vacation. He over could do there. that. It was great when he was coaching Hawaii. He and I had become good friends. He would always wear one of those flower lays around his neck during. the the whole game, and then he went to SMU. From there, he would wear one there because <laughs> all his buddies would come over from Hawaii. They would fly on their plane, their planes, and they would bring him a lay, and he'd wear it on the sidelines at SMU. Well,
0: <laughs> he was loyal to us to yeah. us. Yeah,
1: that reminds me of the time that he's Roy- from
0: Hawaii, and he isn't he from Hawaii originally? God, I, I'm not sure. I thought he was. So might be. Yeah,
1: I was going to say it, it, <laughs> it reminded me of the time well, when sure. Roy. I don't
0: know where you're.
2: Well, yeah, yeah. I know you're from here.
1: Remember, Roy won, uh, wore the uh, Ku uh, sticker, and it uh, kind of reminds me of that. That was that was a-
0: well, how how'd that make you feel? Was that because that was a little I, weird? I, I would actually like to know that story uh, uh, for real because I don't know what story the, you're talking the, about. They're, 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 the there's a there's a booster uh, uh, that we have that told me a story. Said that he was in the bathroom and he happened to run into him and just walked up and stuck it on his chest. And so I don't know that it was actually. Him placing it on his chest or or, or Roy putting it on his Ugh. chest himself. So I don't know what the story was, but but yeah. But uh, yeah. but he definitely had it on. Well,
1: So, so for the listeners, this was when, um, when of course, we, Kansas beat North Carolina. Yeah. In the and then game. for the national championship, it was a national championship it was game, wasn't four. it? it was Roy a, came out and had yeah. a Jayhawk yeah. on his shirt, and it drove the NC fans nuts. Yeah. And it was kind of, as a Kansas fan, of course, we were all like, mm-hmm, we loved it. Yeah. Right. so it was kind of funny as a I, Kansas
0: fan that married a golden girl and has a golden yeah, girl dancer. I'm, I'm
1: really, I have no loyalty, it's whoever's good, <laughs> frankly. I have
0: absolutely no loyalty. Hey, final
1: question. Um, before we go to the break, so so you've had, if I was doing my homework, you've had 45 guys who you've coached in college who went on to be professionals.
0: I thought it was 49, but okay, well, well I, but I didn't do my homework well. You, 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 um, <laughs> So but, but, yeah, I'm not yeah, one of these. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like for, for, so, 40, so. 40,
0: 49. I think it's 49 that went on to play in the league. Playing the now, league. now some of them just got a cup of coffee. Like, right. like 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 a couple of them just got a cup of coffee. There were
1: some but walk-ons, yeah, there were some free free agents out yeah, there. Yeah. All right, but but of all those, and I know you you know you can't you can't pick your your favorite, but. Um, are there one or two guys, now whether or not they went on to be good basketball players mm-hmm. or just great stories? Like, holy crap, like the pastor guy. Like, to me, that's a yeah, cool yeah, story yeah, to Oral Roberts, story. right? Uh-huh. The guy's changing lives. I mean, are there one or two who, who, where, where no one would know that, holy cow, this guy is off here doing this and it's it's blown you away?
0: Uh, and it could be basketball. I would say, as far as just absolutely blowing me away based on when we got him, I think Devontae is just the guy that. You know, the, the the thing about it is, you you can, you know, Mario obviously did great. You know, he won a couple with the uh, with the Heat, uh, and and we've had other guys do well, but we haven't had a lot of All Star type guys. We've had a guys that have made a really good living and those sorts of things. The Twins, where they are now, and how they've grown as people, uh, that may be the greatest uh, achievement of anything i mean these are these are the same dudes that were were shooting air assault, air assault guns out the window at at, at at people moving their daughters into uh the dormitory and and and, and, and then claiming it wasn't them when, when 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 there's video footage you know uh uh, uh I, I'll tell you a funny story I, I'm recruiting a uh i'm trying to think of his name he went to kentucky uh uh the guard that was a just an unbelievable athlete, played one year, played with the Suns for a while. I'll, I'll think of it here in a second. I'm down there recruiting him, and Curtis calls me right when we're getting ready to go in the home, and he says, Bill, I got, I got issues, oh, well, we got problems. And I said, what What are the problems? He said, the Twins just shot somebody. I said, what? Yeah, the Twins just shot somebody. And I said, oh, well, is, are they okay? I mean, he said, no, 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 with an air assault gun. But, but I was led to believe that they actually – uh, uh, did something like that, and so I get on a plane and hustle back. Uh, and we didn't get the kid; he went to Kentucky. But it was it's it's unbelievable how far those kids have come. I i I bet you, and 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 I mean this as a compliment. They were so competitive on game day; they hated to the practice, laziest human beings uh, ever. Uh, fought me every day. Probably quit ten times, uh, and. To see what they're doing now and how mature they are and the, the, the parents and the, 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 or the fathers and, 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 the, and the providers and, and the, that they become to their families, it's just incredible to see the maturity on those guys. So, uh, you know, there's a lot of good stories out there. Frank Mason's an unbelievable story. I mean, how about, how about, how about uh, uh, Shaka Smart at VCU, which is about an hour from where Frank grew up. I said, I can't take that kid, man. God dang can't take him. Geez, no telling what would happen if we take him. And he signs at Towson, and then we get him after that, and he's national player of the year and is maybe as good a Jayhawk as we've ever known. Uh uh you know, those are the stories that's unbelievable to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then hopefully
1: you take you, you have time because you're almost as old as George. Um <laughs> No no no. I no, mean no. do, you, do, you, do what, you ever What George is 53. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right.
1: But but do you ever um do you ever get a chance to sit back and give yourself a pat on the back?
0: And not so uh, I much I and, and
1: I'm not talking about the 20 you know 2008 50 I'm talking about the number of guys you've positively affected. No like, no Murphy's. no. No. You're no. not there yet.
0: No. Will you no. ever get there? No, it, you can't get there because of of it, everything's about what just happened. What what have we done lately? And uh, in this particular year, this was a uh, uh, to me uh, the guys probably maximized themselves about as well as they could. But it was a, a down year by our standards. Uh, the way the season ended was a sour taste in our mouth, even though you know COVID did get us. I mean, it, but not an excuse. But it, it did kind of knock us out and and. uh but I don't think that you can do that until you're actually done. I don't know, George, you do that? You, you, you didn't think about winning batting titles and stuff like that while you're still no, playing, No, not, did not you?
2: while you're still playing. no. Not no. while you're still playing. And then afterwards, you're done playing. There's nothing else you can do. And then all of a sudden, yeah. you, you make it in the Hall of Fame and then st- – that's what people talk about, yeah you know my dad always told me if you have to tell people how good you are you're not very fucking good that, well that's that's true <laughs> and so th- you true. can't do it yeah. I mean you just went out there and tried to get better every day and, and that's all I tried to do
0: and, and, and I, th- I do think that that if if, if you've uh, kind of let yourself go there, I think you can lose your edge pretty easily and and, and there's been moments in, in uh, since we've been at Kansas like after we won at no eight I could see how it's hard to repeat mm-hmm uh, uh the, the 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 demands on your time the things that you're doing that don't have anything to do with winning uh, uh trying to please other people uh, trying to make a buck there's so many things that are going on and you realize whoa, oh, i like the taste in my mouth so much now i gotta eliminate all this in order to have a chance to get it again
3: you mean like coming on to the golf underground Kind of like this
0: that. is this is actually a high point. I mean a high point in my career right here. <laughs>
2: well, I'm very proud of this right since now. The, since the <laughs> since the last game.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. This so. is
2: the highlight so of So what year. so what's yeah. going on at KU basketball right now? What are you guys doing?
0: Uh, we work out three days a week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. They lift four. We're just doing individual improvement right now. We our, our team is uh, definitely broken up right now. We only we only have four guys for sure on scholarship that are coming back right now. Ochai's uh, declared he could come back, but he's, you know, he's going to try. Jalen's declared he can come back, but he's going to try. So basically, we, we, we're a depleted team right now. So uh, those guys have got to get better. we got some, We got our walk-ons out there competing with them. we got the guys that are transferring uh, uh, that are, have the option to come out and work out. We'll work those guys out too. But it's a pretty slow time right now. What, what we're concerned more about than anything else is the NCAA portal. Right. Yeah, we're, we're, we're trying to um, basically be general managers right now. And, and uh, we don't have this. We need to go get this. How's the best place to go get it? Talking about your pitch. The, the pitch is different now. Instead of recruiting a guy for two or three years, uh, we're trying to sell a guy in one to three weeks. And so the pitch is totally different. So it's actually been fun, even though I think it's a crap rule, but it's actually been fun and exciting for us right now because we have a chance to get better, you know, through it. So when
2: does golf season end for you and basketball start up?
0: Uh, Well, hopefully basketball doesn't end. Hopefully basketball started up all year long. Uh, well, but, when
2: you when you when it's really mandatory, you're there. Oh no, no, you're no. not taking S- golf trips to Pine Valley in Australia uh, and Scottsdale uh. <laughs> and stuff like that, and flying around on private planes. And well, the, the rest of us are 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 the rest uh, southwest. The rest
0: of us, you're, you're C, south. C- C- 46, you're, you're, you're you forty know. six. You're southwest yeah. a lot, aren't you?
2: Yeah, you, you're probably a you're southwest forty yeah, six. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: You're you're a B forty six guy. Yeah. <laughs>
2: No, so when, but when does it really start up again?
0: Uh, it, we, we, can, we can relax a little bit between, uh, I'd say, between May 1 and through uh, September 1. Uh, so so if, if, like, up until uh, April is the worst month of the year for college basketball coaches because mm-hmm. everybody wants to leave or everybody wants to go pro. You don't know what they're going to do. You don't know who to recruit, all that stuff. Uh, you're recruiting your own players. There's a lot of crap going on. Once May gets here, you should have your feet underneath you a little bit. Uh, June, there's some recruiting. July, there's some recruiting. But for the most part, you can get in a couple of rounds a week if you if you really want to. A couple road trips. A couple of rounds. A
2: couple road trips. So and, there's no more road trips for you. Oh
0: yeah, there's road trips, but but not two per week. Yeah. Uh uh. uh no, I mean you're the only guy. I know they could go on two road trips per <laughs> <for a> week. <laughs> it's because Leslie doesn't like you. Uh, I, th- I think I think we're going to try to. I think if I'm not mistaken, we're going to try to go to California here pretty soon uh we've been out to phoenix uh for three days and 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 got a chance to play your your uh club up there so uh uh
2: well I'll, I'll i'll do a thing right now i'll invite you to sage valley you ever been there
0: never been there and i hear it's absolutely fantastic what do you think let's go does that mean i'm would playing caddying? oh I, i'd go yes
2: yeah. would you go have you oh. been okay we'll go to sage valley
0: I love that. You let well,
2: me know when you have two or three days or that you can get away, and
0: we can do that. Yeah, can we
2: stop yeah. at Peachtree too? We can. Uh, the guy called. You ever played Peachtree? No. We could play there too. We will get the bird, and uh, you get the bird, and all you 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 fly all by.
0: <laughs> You'll get the green fee, and I get the bird. huh? <laughs> that the bird. Like a, yeah, that sounds like a great deal Your for me. Your <laughs> lifetime contracts a lot more than mine. <laughs>
2: I'll get all the green fees and the lodging. You get the bird, and we'll go anytime you want to go. <laughs>
0: Being a golf in the South, have you played Augusta? I have not. I've only walked it. Yeah, I've only walked it. But have you? I'm sure you played it. I have not played it. Is that right? So, George, have you has played been there George? twice this year. You know the thing that I was that I was amazed with is television. It doesn't do it justice yeah, it on does. the hills yeah. uh, uh, and, and the elevation. Evala- uh, uh, How about the first hill? I mean, you watch it on television; it looks like it's flat. Mm-hmm.
2: Everybody hits it to the top of the hill. Yeah. When 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 I play, I hit it halfway up the hill. <laughs> that's
0: not true, George. I don't believe I don't believe that at all. No, it's it's I, it's. I, I tell that. you
2: what, it is really hilly. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And then walking up because you you got to walk. Yeah, walking up that hill at eighteen that's hard. Yeah, and walking up that hill on eight's hard. But
0: but people don't even think about eighteen being that uphill. I mean I mean I know it's uphill. Yeah, it's but, uphill. But but I don't. I mean, watching on TV, you can't. You don't really see that. I think I think some things about golf that's so amazing to me is is. How easy these guys make it look! When if you put yourself on a, on a downhill stance like here in a certain situation, how the heck could you ever get the ball close? And 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 uh, just how easy these guys make it look. Of course, these two right here—they do it on a regular basis. Yep. You know.
1: Well, Charlie just uh, gave you a nice little lesson. You're did. feeling yep. confident
2: now, right? No, we're done working it's i gotta figure it out he's all excited <laughs> he's <laughs> i gotta all excited. figure it out you've, don't you've i charlie ma- mastered it hey he's two mastered words. it that, that's all it is two words i'm not gonna i'm not gonna you got. if you really want to improve your golf game come see charlie here at the golf stable and um and he'll work with you for 58 minutes and then he'll tell you two two words and then you'll be cured <laughs> <laughs> i well, tell you what, this <laughs> is an
0: oppressive place here, though. It's the first it's time I've awesome. been to the golf stable.
2: And they have so, workout classes here all in the morning.
0: Yeah, it, it, it. 12 minutes. yeah.
2: Do
1: you? Well, we better clear out of the stable. You're ready to go. Hey, Coach, thank you so much. What an honor.
0: I enjoyed it, fellas.
1: And you know what? I'm officially a, a, a Mizzou Tiger hater now. <laughs> I'm back to being a Jayhawk you know, baby. You
0: know, the ti- you know the Tigers are back on the schedule. So. I can't
1: wait. Now, what so, do I do? Who am I rooting for? What if uh, my daughter's a golden girl? But you, you know, I got Coach Self you, on the you, sideline.
0: You got to, you got to go with your family. You got, you got to wear black and gold or whatever. You got to do that. All right. All right. Just don't, That's- just don't get tickets at our place.
1: <laughs> You'll be like, yeah. Really? <laughs> 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 oh, you arrogant bastard! All right, listen, we had a great time, Gurley, Self, George, Brett, Charlie, Sully, and Wardo. We'll see you next week. Golf Underground, ESPN Radio.
2: I'm waking up to ash and Dun.